0: The show will not shy away from the morbid details of these horrific events and the often ugly truths behind them. What you will hear is a detailed timeline of events, perspectives from those closely involved, and analysis by experts. What you will feel is the darkness that surrounds each story, the innocence lost by the victims, and hopefully, the justice that was ultimately delivered.
1: Don Palumbo. Jonah, on I'm here for the justice part.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to say I think there is justice. It's still sad. They're all sad. But justice is always good. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Thanks. A big thanks to everyone being here with us this evening. We are coming at you live from a sold out audience at Atypical Brewery and Barrel Works. Every time I say Atypical and I say the whole name, I panic that I say it backwards because of the one time I did and they're still inviting us back. So that's nice. Yeah.
1: We've made it this far. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah, so a big thanks to them. And we we truly appreciate the partnership that we've been able to, uh, to have with you guys and, you know, the support that we have in the audience. It's wonderful. And also a big thanks to those who have rated and reviewed the podcast. It does amazing things for us. It keeps sending us uh, up the charts, whether it be on the trending charts, which we are hovering around 60. 60, like nationwide. It's absolutely wild. And so that's because of you guys, and we really, really appreciate it. So we are grateful for the comments, the feedback, support, even the negative ones. We do truly appreciate it. So Jonah, what are people saying about Midwest murder?
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks. The awesome reviews really motivate us, and I think the, the negative ones challenge us to be better. Yeah, they make us better. Right? They make us better, and we, we like to get better at the things we do. So that's pretty cool. I mean, this one comes from Kids in Chaos. Five stars. Couldn't stop at one. I came to listen because a friend of mine was mentioned in one of your podcasts as she worked on one of the cases and now I'm addicted. Your chemistry working together is awesome. I think you guys have a great way of telling the story to keep the listener on the edge of your seat. I also had no idea there were so many murders in Minot. Keep telling the stories. You guys are great. 10 stars for me.
0: Well, that's thing. Thank you. Feel like, that's very cool. Feel like that's really true. Cool. Yeah. I just I'll, I also want to clarify because that's what I do not every episode has been in my minot
1: no of course right? not okay i just yeah. want to i just
0: want to be clear it's the entire midwest it's in the name all
1: the midwest okay murder happens everywhere this one comes from zp 2015 one star ooga booga me no likey talky talk so, so i guess we, uh well show's over nobody wants to hear us talk <laughs>
0: so I, it 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 actually kind of gets my goat not about ooga Booga. i get it thanks it, like or don't baby goat um, it, this is this is more my own personal bone to pick with you you pick the ones where i i have to I, in front of this lovely audience i have to read uh, about um how intellectually lazy i am and then you pick one that's like mm, you know likey that's that's I, what i get so i get to insult myself And you're like, I can only pick what's out there.
1: I think, I I think I got insulted in that one too. Now we can debate the merit and degree to which we were insulted, but we both took some punches there. And in the last one too.
0: Okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. If you're local, you've probably heard of premier chiropractic. Hi. It's my first day. Premier chiropractic. If you haven't, you should. They are amazing. They have five chiropractors to meet your needs. Jonah, tell everybody what they do.
1: Well, I, I want to just go a little bit beyond what they do at the, their actual chiropractic center, which is, is pretty incredible. But I want to shout out to Premier Chiropractic and how much they support the community of Minot. A lot of the significant events that you see happening in Minot through supporting nonprofits uh, profits and other community actions, For sure, Premier Chiropractic their name is, is always often there. there. Yep, so always I, there. I love that and I want to give them a... a recognition for that. Beyond that, they combine a lot of unique muscle work. They use manual therapy techniques. They want to do everything they can to give the best patient care through a combination of treatments and physical activity. They do adjustments, dry needling, soft tissue work, and they also have a rehab area for all functional exercise. So we encourage everybody, experience the difference at Premier Chiropractic. They have locations in Minot, Kenmare, and Stanley, and they also have a special a specialty in prenatal pediatrics as well as in athletes, but they, of course, can work with anybody. So check them out at ChiropracticND.com or on Facebook, it's Premier Chiropractic ND.
0: And if you're a Pushing 40 athlete and you just call yourself athlete in name, I'm sure they'll work with you too.
1: Absolutely. I know they do. I yeah. don't know from experience... You know, I'm, I might be going pro in pickleball, but it's not like I'd, I would need, you know, to be adjusted yeah. a bunch because of that heavy-duty work and pickleball. You never ball.
0: know. You never know. Uh, you can also buy us a hot dish at buymeacoffee.com slash murder. A huge shout-out to our Buy Me a Coffee members, Stephanie Carlson, Cassie Wright, Kara Geiger, Joy Keller- Babaloo, uh, Babaloo, okay. All right. Just the name. Cool. I like it. Kelly Gustafson, Julie Wrighton, Jacinta Joel, Alicia Hahn, and Melissa Grilly. You are doing amazing things for us. You're helping us uh, get that's case not, files, that's all not of that what
1: this says what? Well, it says you're keeping the light bulb above my head powered. And I thank you personally for that.
0: When have I ever read what you've written? <laughs> like, seriously. But I'm sorry I didn't that say was what for he. Me. I'm sorry I didn't say what he said. And then a big special thanks um, as well. I'm sorry if
1: you're okay with your light bulb being burnt out. Mine's powered. That was for me, Don. It's not all about you all the time. Special thanks as well to Dennis Hildall, Dave Summers, and Barb Solberg.
0: And I'm sorry that our thank you was interrupted by the insults hurled between the two of us. All right. The year was 2017, and what a tumultuous year it was. I feel like I say that every year, but I really mean it this year. Really mean it. The theme of the year was political divisiveness and sexual assaults. Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president. This year also gave way to sexual assault victims finally having a platform to speak out about their abuse. Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, and Kevin Spacey were just a few of the names of abusers that were in the spotlight. Drug kingpin El Chapo was extradited to the U.S. O.J. Simpson was paroled after nine years in prison. Not for murder.
1: Not for murder. That was not for the murder. holding people hostage in Vegas or something, wasn't like
0: the, it? The, the, and robbing them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, the Juice really did a lot of good things with his life after, after all that. Um, after the, the glove didn't fit. Anyway. Every t- you know, I, I feel like every, every episode, I just, I really want to get that in there. Like the, the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Like I just I really want to ease that into Let's everything. not forget. Good one. Charles Manson died at the age of 83 after serving 46 years in prison. Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates had a big dick contest of who was more rich that year. Bezos, <laughs> Bezos was the world's richest person. I did not, I did not say that with conviction. I, I, I wrote it and I was like, yeah. And then as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, no, I, I hovered over it. Didn't say it with confidence Anyway, <laughs> Bezos was the world's richest person for a few hours until Amazon's stock dropped and sent him back down to a net worth below, are you ready for this, $90 billion. Oh. putting him putting him back in second place.
1: Oh, the humanity.
0: A total solar eclipse sure. happened in August, ruining some people's eyesight, for, eyesight forever. It was the first eclipse to span the continental U.S. And since 1918. And in those almost 100 years, we did not become smarter because people still looked directly at the sun. The largest jackpot in North American history was won by a lady from Massachusetts, $757.7 million. I did math on Midwest murder okay. with a calculator. That is 0.8% of Gates and Bezos' net worth individually. 0.8%. That's a lot of money. Anyway, Boy Scouts also announced that year that females would be allowed to join the organization. La La Land broke the record for most awards received at the Golden Globes, and if you haven't watched it, you really should. It was totally worth the hype. It's a modern musical, dreams, love, heartbreak, bittersweet heartbreak, and they're not a sponsor, but I just, I feel like I really had to plug them. Uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and The Greatest Showman were also a couple of the big movies released. In Super Bowl 51, the Patriots defeated the Falcons in overtime, making it the first overtime game in Super Bowl history. Later that year, the Cleveland Browns would be the second team in NFL history to finish the season 0-16. The second team. If you're a Lions fan, you know your team was the first to do so in 2008. The Penguins defeated the Preds after six games in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Golden State Warriors defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers after five games in the NBA Finals. Floyd Mayweather Jr. defeated Conor McGregor in the 10th round of their boxing match. Did you watch that? No. It was good. No. I mean...
1: I, From what I, remember. I, I I watched McGregor fight, but I don't, the, the boxing stuff just doesn't, doesn't hold a lot of appeal.
0: In my opinion, it's way better than the MMA or whatever it is. I'll, I will fight that to the death. Um, that would bring Mayweather to and 0 and beating the record of Rocky Marciano, 49-0. And in MLB news, the Astros beat the Dodgers in seven games, winning the World Series. So it was quite the time to be alive. And I have to tell you, this was probably the hardest year so far to find something positive. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was a very dark year.
1: Yeah. I mean, short you're years ago. Really rude of you to remind Browns and Lions fans about all that wow. sucking their teams do. I mean, I feel like they still have a chance for that every year.
0: Yeah. As do your Dolphins. But your, your Dolphins would hold the, the record for, you know, undefeated. So of the, of the one year in oh, regular season. Nothing to brag
1: about. Well, not now,
0: but. I feel like this is a big one, and I, need to, I want to put a, a disclaimer out. It is, it is a little more graphic, or maybe it hits home a little bit more than um, some of the other ones, so just a, this is your last warning, okay? Except for you guys that are here. You don't, you don't get that option. Savannah LaFontaine Greywind had the world at her feet. Savannah was a gorgeous, vibrant, incredibly kind woman who was close with her family. She recently celebrated her 22nd birthday on August 9th, and her career was just starting to take off. She had just begun working as a CNA at an elder care facility and was hoping to pursue nursing. She was born in Belcourt, North Dakota, and shortly after her birth, her family moved to Fargo, where they stayed until Savannah was about nine years old. Her family then moved to the Spirit Lake Reservation near Devils Lake, North Dakota, where she would remain until moving back to Fargo in 2016. In Fargo, she lived with her parents and her brother in an apartment. And very close. They were they were very close-knit family. Savannah also had a solid relationship with her boyfriend Ashton. Both dedicated members of the Spirit Lake Sioux Nation of North Dakota, she and Ashton had been together for almost seven years and were just getting ready to move into their own apartment. And in happy news, the couple was also expecting their first child, a baby wow. girl. High in, school sweethearts. Yeah, in September 2017. Yeah, I mean, they were only 22, yeah. right? So... The Grey Wind family lived below 38-year-old Brooke Cruz and 32-year-old William Hone. The couple, who had been in a turbulent relationship for about three years, moved into apartment number five in 2016 and were quickly known for the loud altercations that carried throughout the building, both by sound and the floor rattling. It wasn't long after moving in that police responded to a domestic altercation in the apartment. Hone was charged with simple assault, domestic violence, and later pleaded guilty. The court ordered no contact between the two, which would prove to be difficult for them, and offer one more example of the stormy lawlessness that was their relationship. In November of that year, Hone was once again arrested, but this time for violating a no-contact order. So they were, you know, happy, happy couple, for sure.
1: Really, really shitty neighbors. Yes. Clearly.
0: Yeah, and by the floor rattling, I mean it's, you know, a physical altercation, right?
1: Yeah, it's bad on all counts It is,
0: yeah. Hone had a history of violence prior to his relationship with Brooke Cruz. He was convicted of felony child abuse in 2012 after having physically abused one of his two children. In 2011, Hone brought his infant child to the hospital in Grand Forks, and physicians discovered fractures in the baby's skull near his right ear. The injuries could not have been caused by an accident or medical condition, which then led to his charges, and luckily there were no expectations of long-term health issues as a result. So really, this guy is super awesome, I mean, to, to start off with.
1: it It's always disturbing when you hear a story like this and you know that this individual gets put back in a home, that that, that baby is going to get put back in proximity to this. In many of these cases, there's, well, in many there's a cases, lot of patience yeah. and understanding. There's a lot of effort to keep families together. And unfortunately... Um, sometimes if somebody like this, they're not going to do the work, nothing's going to change. And you can just see it's.
0: Well, in this case, I think luckily for everyone involved, he was a piece of shit already. So he did not go back to the home. Um, So that child is much better off. Cruz was no stranger to her own criminal charges, criminal charges, mainly for missed child support payments to the, two of the fathers of her three children. According to her former partner, she has four other children, as well. In January of 2017, Cruz was expecting again, or at least that's what she told her boyfriend. There was no pregnancy.
1: Okay, so that's, Cruz has, was that six kids that, I, that I'm counting there? Let me add. A, a total Seven. Or seven. 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 <laughs> okay. So between the two, yeah.
0: um, they have nine. Wow. No contact with any of them. Of those nine children, they, they do not have contact with them. And let's face it. I mean, we can call a spade a spade. I think in North Dakota, you know, it, it's typically for the child not to remain, or children in this case, to not remain with the mother. She's really got to be a stand-up human, you know, because it, because that is that law has and case law has proven that time and time again. So, uh,
1: yeah, I I, I I do. Again, I think that effort is always there to keep a family together. But in some cases, when it's necessary to step in, you clearly right. see it's happening. Right. I don't know to have. That many kids, and it's yeah.
0: yeah. So Saturday, August nineteenth, two thousand seventeen, was a regular hot and sunny North Dakota day. Savannah was asked by her upstairs neighbor, Brooke Cruz, to try on a dress she had made. She even offered Savannah twenty dollars in return for helping. At approximately one fifteen PM, not expecting to be at her neighbor's apartment very long, Savannah ordered a pizza. At one twenty four PM, she texted her mom, Norberta to let her know that, what she was up to. She also texted her boyfriend Ashton, who was house-sitting in Grand Forks. Both Norberta and Ashton responded to Savannah, but neither heard back from
1: her. Okay, so, she, wow, she's lured in to try a dress on. Smart For to text. Mm-hmm. Smart to text everything that you were doing in sequence like that. Right to say this is what I'm doing X Y Z. It's, well, and she was she was a naturally
0: she was a naturally cautious person, which is kind of nice. So I mean, it's yeah, I think it's always always good to be to be aware. Savannah, who like I said was always in communication with her family, was going to give her younger brother a ride to work shortly before 3 p.m. At 2:30 p- p.m., Norberta sent her younger child upstairs to get Savannah. He knocked. Nobody answered the door. After a few minutes, drove. Joe Greywind, Savannah's dad, then went upstairs to the third-floor apartment and knocked. This time, Cruz answered the door but told Joe they hadn't finished their work on the dress. Norberta took her son to work, and when she returned home, she assumed Savannah was in her room. As she carried on about her day, she realized her daughter was not home. And at approximately 4 p.m., Norberta was concerned. Savannah's purse was still in the Grey Wind apartment, and her car hadn't moved from its original spot. Wow. Savannah had been in that apartment since 1.30 p.m. Nobody had heard a word from her, and she wasn't answering her phone. Norberta climbed the stairs to apartment 5 on the third floor and knocked on the door. When Cruz answered, she told the worried mother that Savannah had left her apartment around 2.30 or 2.45 and hadn't seen her since. Knowing her cautious daughter wouldn't have left without saying a word, let alone without her purse or vehicle. And being she was uncomfortably pregnant, Norberta knew Savannah wouldn't have gone anywhere on foot. So Norberta called the Fargo Police Department to report Savannah is missing. And at approximately 4.27 p.m., three officers arrived to meet with the Grey Wind family. When they were told Savannah's last known location was a cruz hone apartment, officers went to the apartment to question the couple, both of whom were home, and Cruz invited them in.
1: Okay, so pretty three, hours, three hours later. Come on in.
0: Yeah, just come on in. So Cruz admitted to law enforcement that Savannah had been in the apartment, but stated she had left and neither of them had seen her since. When Cruz was asked if the officers could search the apartment, Cruz gave them permission, and nothing was found to be suspicious. In fact, the officers even made note of a sewing project that was in the apartment. So completely corroborating her story.
1: The the dress was maybe not... Quite a ruse. Maybe it was real, but
0: well, I can have thread and a needle out, and someone sure. says I have a sewing project. But
1: who knows? But it's, it, well, it's if it yeah, if it's a lie, it's taking it, it's taking the extra steps to right, right. make it look the part. Yep.
0: So other tenants were questioned, specifically the tenants who lived directly below Cruz and Hone, and they heard loud noises coming from the Cruz Hone apartment right around the time that Savannah had gone upstairs. The noises sounded as though they they were coming from the bathtub area. They continued for about 20 minutes and then stopped, and that's when they heard the shower running. It was assumed the couple was fighting. And it's interesting to point out the the first domestic violence charge that he was arrested for was actually he had pushed her into a bathtub. So it was kind of old hat for them it seemed.
1: Well, and and they've got this history of loud domestic disputes in their home. And I imagine at some point, neighbors, well, that's par for the course up there.
0: Yeah. They they called the cops. The cops cops have been there. Wow. So as the day turned into evening, police were once again contacted by the Grey Wind family. There was still no sign of Savannah. The officers, limited by what they felt they were able to do since Savannah was an adult and nothing seemed suspicious or there didn't appear to be any criminal activity, went to the Cruz Hone apartment again. And once again, Cruz gave the officers permission to search the apartment. Still,
1: S- Same night, searching same it a night, second time. Hours later. Okay.
0: Still nothing seemed out of place. The hours missing turned into a full day. Police officers, this time accompanied by a detective, so the next night, returned to the cruise hone, cruise home apartment Sunday evening at approximately six thirty p.m. Once again, they were granted permission to search the apartment.
1: So you bring in somebody with a high high level forensic skill set.
0: Well, I wouldn't say forensic skill set, but somebody's a detective. I mean, at least they're you know they're investigating. They're, well, I mean, there's you know, a reason
1: you're you're a police officer or a detective. You've got a higher skill set than a police set. If you're sure. in there, you're bringing backup in that has might spot something you didn't because
0: right right well you're in a and this and be, but well careful i mean but it, but they're investigating i mean because patrol officers investigate things every day too but they they are investigators they are detectives so that's what they do so on tuesday that was sunday tuesday august 22nd deputy police chief joe anderson of the fargo police department was still saying quote there is nothing to suggest criminal activity So that's, she went missing on Saturday, and Tuesday he was still saying that. It wouldn't be until Wednesday, August 23rd, when police would finally get a break. Investigators questioned coworkers of Hone's. Hone had mentioned to them that he had said various times that he'd had a baby at home, which that was the first time, because they did not have, actually have a baby at home. And that seemed to be the probable cause that was needed for the search warrant. By the end of the morning, they had their warrant and were ready to search. In an interview with the media, Lieutenant Nelson of the Fargo PD said they didn't execute the warrant immediately because they were concerned for the safety of Savannah and or her baby. Fargo Police Chief David Todd said prior to their big break on Wednesday, quote, we were running constant surveillance and investigating several different theories regarding Savannah being held against her will and or her unborn child being induced or removed and possibly alive. So tell me why if they had been under surveillance already, why didn't they execute that warrant? Right well, then.
1: when you're, when you're preparing to execute a warrant, you want it to go smoothly. You want to, you want it to be able to produce evidence that can result okay. in a prosecution. Perhaps right? I should tell
0: you that they waited until Thursday, August 24th at 1 41 PM. How much longer? That's a whole day.
1: That's That's another day. It's a whole day.
0: So they got the warrant on Wednesday, August 23rd. And they waited an entire day thursday august twenty fourth at one forty one pm that that was when they executed the search warrant on the apartment. So you're telling me that if they were already under surveillance, why did it take that long?
1: yeah I can't I can't answer that, but i I feel like they were just given some form of confidence or whatever because they had been in the house so many times they had been watching them you got, you got the cop coming out a week before that saying we have no reason to believe there's criminal activity. I mean, that seems to have escalated rather quickly there from no criminal activity to all of a sudden warrant. we have a warrant. Right. Um, that that feels like there's some information in between. It's, j- it's just that crew said to people at work, "Oh, well, I got a baby now. And then the home guy. Yeah. And then, so, people- I mean,
0: obviously, obviously they, they had some secret stuff. I mean, they're not going to completely show their, their hand, but that's all you're waiting for was the probable cause. So when they did execute the warrant a day later, Cruz was home at the time of the search. And they also found a seemingly healthy infant child. Oh boy. So immediately Brooke Cruz was detained. William Hone was arrested at work a short time later. The infant was placed into custody of Cass County social services until positive identification could be made. You know, obviously, they're not going to just. Sure, this is that guy's baby. There was still no visible sign of Savannah. Both individuals were taken to the Fargo Police Department for questioning, and according to the charging summary from the Fargo PD, during questioning, Hone told investigators he came home from work on August 19th at approximately 2:30 p.m. to find Cruz cleaning up butt blood in their bathroom. Cruz then showed him an infant girl, stating, "This is our baby. This is our family." Cone removed garbage bags. He did admit to removing garbage bags with bloody towels and his bloody shoes, dropping them in an apartment building dumpster in West Fargo. During Cruz's questioning, she admitted to investigators that she asked Savannah Graywind to her apartment and then instructed her on how to, quote, self-induce childbirth by breaking her own water. According to Cruz, Savannah left her apartment only to return at 3.30 a.m. on August 21st. Savannah, courting two crews, then gave her the child and left.
1: Well, it's a, such a bullshit story.
0: I feel like that summed it up
1: perfectly. Yeah. I, I just, I, I can't put it anymore. It just, it's such a bullshit story. It's, I mean, she showed what, up with her baby. I, I, show, well, I showed her how to pop her, pop, or break her own water, and she just came back and handed me her infant two right. hours later.
0: Yeah, in the in the dead of night. I mean, come on. There was still no living sign of Savannah. Her family and friends organized searches, and they searched all over Fargo. And according to family and friends, there seemed to be a bit of a disconnect between law enforcement and the family. Law enforcement didn't seem to play much of an active role in searching, which, kind of going back and forth, should they be investigating the missing person or should they be searching? So I kind of go back and forth. What are your thoughts?
1: Should the police department be searching or investigating or right both? because, because the, be the family
0: both? the family was family and friends were disappointed that law enforcement didn't have a more active role in the search
1: I, I feel like there should be widespread community effort to find a missing person especially in the event that there may be an infant involved to in some capacity sure because okay. that that you, you get that information out there this is clearly uh, beyond a, a situation under duress. So I do, I do even looking at some of the cases we've covered previously, somebody goes missing and you, you have communities that turn out in droves. They, they knock on everybody's doors. They, I mean, they've got
0: which helicopters they, and planes flying around I mean, looking in fields. The, and community was, bloodhounds and, the community was looking, I mean, they were, they were looking, but they were more upset that there was not more of a, more of an active role from law enforcement.
1: In specifically the The search. search. Mm -hmm.
0: So three days after the baby girl was found, Chief Todd addressed the media and the public saying, quote, please check your property, buildings, garages, outbuildings for any signs of entry or any sign of someone having been there. Landlords, please check your vacant apartments that you may have for any sign of entry or evidence that anybody has been there. If you're willing to check dumpsters, we ask for the public's help in doing that. End
1: quote. That, I mean, that's, yeah, you need that. That's that call to action feels late in the game. Late. Feels a little late in the game right there. But that's what, that's, you need that when somebody goes missing. No matter who degrees. it is, that's, right. that we, we need that.
0: So on August 27th, eight days after Savannah Graywind was reported missing at approximately 5.45 p.m., Kayakers discovered a body wrapped in plastic that was stuck on a log in the Red River near Harwood. The kayakers made the frightening discovery purely by accident. They were not part of the search party. Since the body was found on the Minnesota side of the Red River, the autopsy was performed by the the Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office in St. Paul. The autopsy would show the cause of death was homicidal violence. And the body belonged to Savannah Graywind. On August 28th, Cruz and Hone were each charged charged with conspiracy to commit murder Conspiracy to commit kidnapping and providing false information to law enforcement. On September 7th, 2017, Savannah LaFontaine Greywind was laid to rest. Many people who knew her, many people who didn't. But a large number of attendees wore red shirts in honor of Savannah and in respect of all other missing and murdered indigenous women. Also attending was the tribal chairman and the Fargo mayor. So it was a nice come together thing. The very next day, sole custody of Hazley Joe, the daughter of Savannah Greywind and Ashton Matheny, was then given to Ashton. Throughout, um, Hone maintained he did not know Cruz's plan. In December 2017, Brooke Cruz pleaded guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and false information to law enforcement. What happened to Savannah largely remained a mystery until Cruz's sentencing in February 2018. So this entire time... Nobody, nobody knew really knew nobody knew what had happened to her including her family
1: do you and hone um he testified against her right or is that am I am I? no gonna, he pled, she pled guilty she just pled guilty His, he didn't need to testify okay well oftentimes yeah when he he seems to have wanted to be the first one to the window right when when they made the arrest and and was active to suggest he wasn't part of the plan and was sort of the unwilling accomplice, which right. you, you hear that story sometimes a lot from a, from co-conspirators.
0: Well, and he, I mean, he was just guilty by walking in the door, right? You know, it's, but, it, but then he continued to be guilty by his actions, but well, I help. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he helped dispose of the body
0: on that August day. And this is, this is coming out in sentencing. So on that August day, Savannah came to Cruz's apartment, where Cruz almost immediately started an argument with Savannah. The argument somehow moved to the bathroom, and Cruz pushed Savannah where she fell and then hit her head on the sink, leaving her unconscious. What I'd like to point out is that in the autopsy, it showed no signs of head trauma. So already I kind of want to say that it's bullshit. But So as Savannah, according to Cruz, laid on the floor... Unconscious, Cruz quickly went to the kitchen and grabbed a box cutter. She returned to the bathroom and began haphazardly cutting into Savannah's abdomen, essentially performing a home C-section. Savannah was in and out of consciousness because of loss of blood, as Cruz then pulled the infant out of Savannah's body. A short time later, according to Cruz, Hone came home to Cruz holding the newborn baby girl, and she said, quote, "'This is our baby. This is our family.'" Hone, who I imagine was surprised, asked Cruz if Savannah was dead. Cruz replied, quote, I don't know. Please help me. Hone left and then returned with a rope. He tightened the rope around Savannah's neck until her last breath. And he said, quote, if she wasn't dead before, she is now. So during sentencing, sentencing the prosecutor shared another horrifying detail. Cruz at the height of the search for Savannah, actually brought the baby into public. So she paraded this child around as if it were her own while, while, people, were, while people were actually searching for Savannah and and the baby at that point.
1: I mean, that's, that's twisted.
0: So Cruz uh, addressed the court and Savannah's family. She said, quote, I did cut her, and then I took her baby out of her. She was not dead when I cut her, I am guilty, and I deserve every year I get. I just wanted them to know that I am sorry for what I did.
1: So, F you, right?
0: Yeah. So as I'm reading and kind of doing all of this research, what keeps popping into my head is the why did she do it? Like why? What was what was the entire reasoning of this? And and you know, other than mental health issues, what causes a fetal abduction? Which that's the psychological term. That's the.
1: Right. That's uh, that's a heavy term. It's, it's got to be relatively rare. Mm-hmm. This is a, a very rare murder set. And deep psychological issues and trauma preceded that. I, I'd be curious not just why she did it, but how long did she plan it for? Wow. That 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 is, is, is even more of a point of curiosity. At what point did she identify Savannah and determine, I want that baby? Was it a. How compulsive was it?
0: So during the the search warrant, um, they actually found journals of Brooke Cruz. Oh, and so she religiously, she diligently journaled her life and researched and everything. And and towards like the the last few entries of her of her journal, it had home birth research. I mean, just she had it ready to go and she also had on hand all of the supplies oh. that she could get her hands on. I mean, so she was meticulous. She was well thought out and, and you, you would, you want to, you want to say that a like a psychopath is somebody who would do this. Right. But you know, clearly she struggled with mental health issues, but she was calculated. Absolutely calculated.
1: Yeah. I think, Sometimes when the word psychopath gets used in normal everyday life, uh, people don't understand how intelligent and calculated that is. A psychopath Mm -hmm. is not usually; it's not generally a moron. Oftentimes, these are very calculated decisions they're making, articulate planning, and and the fact that she had the home birthing studies. I guess I'm also curious, although that you said there's no head trauma. She had to have been able to subdue Savannah to some capacity before conducting this disgusting C-section in the bathroom. And so I'm surprised there was no head trauma found because, I mean, clearly it's not something that Savannah was going to willingly allow happen. Was there any defensive wounds or was her were her remains too... It Waterlogged was, and, yeah, it was tough to, it was, okay. it
0: was tough to say. And I didn't actually see anything pop up as far as Depends okay. Wounds went. But one of the questions that I had though, that, that popped up. So if, if she was knocked unconscious, you know, by hitting her head, like how hard do you have to hit your head in order to be unconscious?
1: It's right. pretty significant.
0: Right. So you would think that in the autopsy that those, that that would show up. I right. would, I would have think.
1: So it 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 might even I guess if breaking through that I, I'd I'd almost be left to wonder if the the guy wasn't there as part of the ambush with the rope and strangled her right away. If there's no head trauma, it would lead me to consider that he didn't just wander into it like he suggested. That perhaps he was there waiting with that noose with the rope that choked her out. They bring her together into the bathroom and then what well, that. that yeah, and I'm
0: I'm not sure that that would add up because time of death was estimated between two and four p.m. You know, so it it is it's it's tough. I mean, if she was up there for, you know, a half an hour, right? So she gets up there at one thirty. That's an hour between when Hone supposedly got sure. home. Sure, supposedly, right? supposedly, but it didn't. You know, his the investigation at work and everything didn't suggest otherwise. Okay, so if she's there for an hour, I mean. I, I don't then, know then I don't know the, that he was then, complicit.
1: Right. Well then maybe she choked her out. But I just I feel like sensibly a s some sort of subduing effort had to occur before you can go on with the rest of your dirty work.
0: For sure. I mean but but she evidence would also suggest and um, Cruz would later admit that Savannah was alive as she right. had her abdomen. So
1: alive, but did she say she was awake? There's a difference There's a difference right There's a difference doesn't sound like she was would have been awake for that. I don't know.
0: Well, but I mean if they if she's losing consciousness and you know partially because of blood loss and pain and you know all that, I mean that's
1: it's 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 a lot. yeah.
0: Brooke Cruz was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Norberta Graywind, Savannah's mother said after sentencing, quote, "Today is the first day I learned how my daughter was murdered." And how my granddaughter was taken from her. I am satisfied with the sentence. Ashton Matheny, Savannah's boyfriend, said, quote, Every day I'm reminded of her more and more, because every day she grows and she's starting to look more like her mother. I miss Savannah so much. I've never put love onto someone like I did her. So, what about Cruz's super cool boyfriend? What would become of him? Hone pleaded guilty to the two lesser charges conspiracy to commit kidnapping and false info to law enforcement. He pled not guilty to conspiracy to commit murder. His attorney maintained his client only assisted Cruz in covering up the murder, but did not commit any homicidal violence himself. So I found that I found that interesting because, yep, he's he's admitting to the conspiracy he, to commit kidnapping, and of course the false info. But I mean, you can that one's that's a bullshit charge. I mean, it's don't do it, don't lie to law enforcement. That's not what I mean. But you know, when you're when you're up against charges like that what is it you know what does that matter at that point
1: well and did he not admit that he strangled her with the rope wasn't that part of his what he admitted he did not admit that oh, that was her that was her okay, testimony okay 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 so i i feel like he's more complicit but whatever i mean it's like
0: well i mean if you're if you're conspiring to commit murder that means that you're actually you know i mean you're planning to you're you're part of that planning yep. right so, yep, Cruz, having nothing to lose, apparently testified against him, testified against him. she testified that she wanted to steal Savannah's baby to save her relationship.
1: That's the motive
0: her super loving and supportive relationship she wanted to steal another human be- another human being's baby to save that, so i mean
1: i I, I, I wanna- feel like.
0: At that point, I mean, just fake the pregnancy like you did. I, I mean, I don't know. It, I'm not supporting that either, but also don't kill someone to take their baby. It just does not. Um, it's disgusting. And, and so I think while she's not unhinged, she is absolutely mentally ill. If that's if that's the conclusion that you jump to, that's your solution is to take another baby.
1: I I have heard of a lot of different relationship band-aids. This, this one is, is unfortunately horrifyingly new to me and just, just terrible. You're, 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 you're doing all this for a a piece of trash. This it's, it's insane. I
0: think even if you're dealing with a diamond, you just still don't do it. You know, not, not even a piece of trash. Just don't do it. But that was her reasoning was to steal or was to save her relationship. She claimed that when she first told Hone in early 2017 remember the the pregnancy the fake pregnancy um, that she was pregnant she thought that he wanted to then have a baby with her because he was excited so he that's 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 why and because apparently the nine children that they'd neglected prior to this you know um what, they still want to have babies
1: What drugs are there drugs involved with with didn't, these people didn't is, seem is there to be. I mean, this just feels very methy.
0: It actually, definitely not methy. Definitely not methy. Um, reading some of the history about her and her relationships, she thought of herself as a um, as a, an Amazon woman. I don't think that was she, she tall? was. Not really. Okay. No. No.
1: I hate to. I'm no. sorry if that's a stereotype, but that's uh, well. I that's where that. I went
0: with it, and so then I, okay. of course, looked up her, you know, her stats. I was like, what, well, that does and, not and make she's sense. she's white. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, Amazon. That Wonder was, Woman variety, I guess. Yes.
0: Yep. And she she claimed on her resume that she actually had um, a degree in psychology. So she and and amongst the, the the many books in her apartment, yeah, there were all sorts of uh, psychology books and everything. I mean, so.
1: Uh, again, Whether she again, did or not, not, un, I don't know. not unintelligent, but no,
0: definitely not.
1: It, it's it's weird how detached intelligence can become from quality decision making.
0: That's actually that's a really good that's a really good question or a, a statement.
1: It, yeah. it 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 will never cease to amaze me when I see that. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, for it, taking her at her word, um, I guess if we want, if she did in fact. You know, if she was a well versed, a, a well studied individual, especially in the psychological world or the psychology world, and then she goes and does does this, I mean, I've, 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 to save a relationship.
1: In a shit relationship, you're just you're, you're you're saving a toilet. I mean, it's just it's so bad.
0: Even for again, even for a good relationship, don't do it.
1: I, okay? No, I know, but.
0: So, uh, fast forward to August when, so if she claims in January that she's pregnant by August, I feel like, you know, she s- should start showing sure. something at least they had an the couple had an argument and Hone confronted her, it took him eight months, but he finally confronted her about her fake pregnancy. I mean, so they're both fucking morons. I mean, <laughs> at this point,
1: well, it seems like you're not pregnant.
0: It, well yeah i it's it's weird, so according to Cruz, because Hone told people that Cruz was expecting a child that, that they were expecting a child together, she took that that he demanded that she quote oh. produce a baby to explain to explain the reasoning behind this like i I feel like i I honestly feel like I made it up, I feel like i I was like hmm. That sounds that sounds good. No, this is this is legit. This is actually her testimony.
1: I mean, it, it's it. If I didn't know any better, I would say that you know the true crime author who came up with that was just lazy in the end, right? This was was intellectually
0: lazy? Yeah. I know, weird, <laughs> right?
1: It's bizarre and it's it's evil. How how evil arrives at that? Like the logic that allows you to arrive at such an evil decision. Yeah.
0: So. In her um, high-functioning brain, this led her to believe that she, quote, better have a baby no matter how it happened. Hone later said to Cruz that, quote, that Grey Wind girl is really pregnant. And that made her think that he wanted her to take Savannah's baby. Look, when I was pregnant, I was as big as a house, right? And people made those comments all the time. You see a very pregnant lady, and you're like, wow, she's really pregnant,
1: right? Oh, you're ready to pop.
0: In, in no way is that suggesting to take my child or take that child. Like in, in it It's a really demonic even,
1: conclusion yes, to reach.
0: Yeah. That made her think that he wanted her to take Savannah Graywin's baby. When police searched the apartment for the first time, so when Cruz gave permission, Cruz testified that Savannah's body was stuffed in the closet in the bathroom.
1: Oh, man.
0: And where was the baby? The baby was hidden under blankets next to Hone.
1: Just right there, I suppose. Just didn't get up. Get up off the couch. You got the baby under a pile of blankets. Probably lucky they didn't suffocate the poor thing.
0: And in in
1: Jesus, and so so you.
0: It's I think it's 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 human nature to want to ask why they didn't open the closets in the bathroom. Those types of things. It's natural. They can't actually do that. It's in plain sight, you know. So it's you can't, you know, be digging through drawers and all that shit. When you've been invited through.
1: in. It doesn't mean you can search. You right. can look around. Right. That's what it is. You yep. can. You're invited in to look around. Right. Not so I look think look in or under. I'm guessing, right? That's probably right. how the law works. Yeah. So I but think you. Still. That's my
0: assumption as as far as that part. I don't know where that line is, but I know that you can't just be, you know, digging through cabinets and. You know, well, making, making the place your own.
1: And a couple hours into it, you, you just have no reason to believe there's someone in danger, right? And to the point where you should be ransacking someone's home, which is, but maybe you should. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's so difficult. You well, go in, they let you in. They say, yeah, come on in. Check it all out. Right. You know, we're, I, I'm just making a dress over there. No, she left.
0: But I think that's where that's where, where do you draw the line, right? On a missing person if she is of of her own volition i mean how where do you draw that line before you you know before you start investigating hard well i mean you can you can monday morning quarterback yeah. this and be like well you should have done it immediately right but
1: doesn't work that it way it doesn't
0: yeah it doesn't I, work that way
1: i don't know that the line can be uniformly drawn in every situation i would consider it uniquely to the person in this regard, you have somebody who consistently maintained contact and was vigilant about when and where they were going places. Not everybody does that, and I, I feel that should add a layer of concern for that type of individual, right? It's much different than oh yeah, I mean they're they have a tendency to be a couple hours late and they're uh, they're not always texting where they're going. I don't, I don't that but I that added it, a layer to me where. She said, I'm going here at this time, boom, boom, boom. And then you never show up and you've got this history of somebody who always is consistent with, with those things. And then suddenly they're not, that is more alarming than the average person who doesn't do those things.
0: Which I, I hear you, I get what you're saying, but that saying that can also lead into, you know, the, the teenage girl who runs away all the time, right? When, I mean, you still have to take it seriously, right? Right teenage girl, teenage boy, whichever one, I mean it doesn't matter. You still have to take it seriously. So I it, it's hard it's hard to draw that concrete line.
1: A concrete line, yes, but yeah. one that can be assessed by the person for me less so.
0: So on August 20th after hollowing out his dresser, Hone put Savannah's body inside. And that's where she was the second time that law enforcement searched the apartment. Oh my According to Cruz, in the early morning hours of August 21st, the couple then carried the dresser down each flight of stairs and loaded it into their vehicle where they then dumped it into the Red River. And by it, I mean the dresser. They they dumped her body into the Red River. Hone was originally sentenced to life in prison. He appealed in 2019 and for one of the first times that I can remember in in our history, in Midwest murder history, sure. his sentence was actually overturned. What? It wasn't his conviction, right. Just his sentence. Right. So he was resentenced to twenty years plus three hundred and sixty-five days to be served concurrently. He earned seven hundred and seventy five days credit for time served, which means he will serve seventeen years total.
1: No. I I disagree with that and that's pisses me off.
0: Yeah, they're Many there were many comments that, that justice was not actually served for for him.
1: No, no, it's it wasn't. You you've been clearly you've been shit your whole life, and then it results in this, and you might as well just you should be damned in prison forever.
0: In 2020, Savannah's Act was signed into law. The purpose of the law was to improve data collection of missing or murdered Native Americans and to help clarify the responsibilities of responding tribal, federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies. It's also to empower tribal governments with the resources and information that is necessary to respond to cases. It's also supposed to help direct the Department of Justice to review, revise, and develop protocols to address missing and murdered Native Americans.
1: So, I hope it leads to a lot of change and positive help.
0: Well, and... and I mean, sadly, those cases are not covered often, you know, right. and, and, and so for Savannah Graywin to, to get the coverage that, that she did, you know, it's only hopefully going to help, help more. Well, that was a doozy. So resources um, timeline was Vanity Fair, the People History, New York Times, CNBC, BBC. And for the rest of the story, it was ValleyNewsLive, People.com, High Plains Reader, and Pioneer Press at TwinCities.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review on wherever you may find us. And a big thanks to everyone who has. Midwest Murder is hosted by this guy to my right, Joan Alanto and myself, Don Palumbo, and it is produced by the Good Talk Network. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I'm the guy. This episode was written by uh, Don Palumbo. Please again, tag us on your socials. That's Midwest Murder pod shout out to premier chiropractic and premier chiropractic and Minute for sponsoring this episode. Thank you.